0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Churches Podcast. So forgive me if I refuse to allow myself to be subjected to a system of evaluation in which there is no spiritual backing, there's no spiritual power, there's no anointing of God, and people are simply poking and prodding at me to make me into what they want me to be. today you need to understand the only thing that you are unfit for is failure god has called us higher and god has called us deeper and god is still calling us higher and god is still calling us deeper amen amen for the next uh, few minutes and i'll be quick this morning um, i want to preach you under the title unfit unfit but unfit to fail Unfit to fail. Amen. You may be seated this morning. <clears throat> I was thinking several nights ago of the stages of life. I was sitting there playing with, with my daughter and was just enjoying this stage as she she's so much fun to be around and she's always learning new words and doing different things that keep me on my toes constantly. But I began to think of the, the stages of life that God has brought me through, and through childhood, and then through my teen years, and then there was the college years, and then there was married life, and, and now I'm to, to the stage of life where I'm in, in fatherhood as well. And uh, I began to think of all the different jobs I had, and all the different things that, that God has brought me to and through and, and used me for. But uh, I, the, the memory came to mind of, of a, a part-time job I had when I was in college. And uh, this job, I was I was working for an older gentleman um, who had went to an auction and had bought some bricks. And he had went and he had thought he had. I guess they had told him it was flats of bricks. He thought that meant like a pallet of bricks, and so he had bid on several flats of bricks. He did not realize that that was flat semi trailers of bricks. And uh, these bricks had come from a a stockyard down in an old part of St. Louis, and they had demolished it, and they would use these bricks as a vintage piece. And so he bought these things. They would make a beautiful fireplace in his home. (laughs) A big fireplace. But no, he had had bought these bricks, and uh, they had sat out on this empty lot, and over time, the pallets that they were all sitting on began to deteriorate and fall apart. And so he hired me and a couple of my buddies, and uh, we went out there, and for $20 a pallet is how he charged, or how he paid us. For $20 a pallet, we would take bricks off of one old pallet, and we'd stack it on a new one. And if the bricks were broken, if they were worthless, if they were um, unfit to use, we would discard them. We'd throw them in a completely separate pile. Uh, they would not get restacked so that he could sell the remaining bricks that he no longer uh, needed and so one by one we would take these bricks and we would pick them up and we would look them over and then we would stack them onto a new pallet and uh, by the end of the day your hands were were cut and and bruised from dealing with the stone and your back if you could stand up straight you were lucky uh, but again this was the college year so $20 a pallet sounded fantastic and uh, so we we did this job and uh the the problem with with this job and with the problem uh, that uh, we saw and the difficulty we had with it, the successfulness of this job was subjective. Whether these bricks were good or bad, whether these pallets were filled or not, were completely dependent on the opinions of 19- and 20-year-old boys who, quite frankly, just wanted to fill pallets up with bricks. And so here we were looking at this, this investment that this man had made. And we were not really prepared to to evaluate his his money. We weren't uh, prepared to to look them over and decide what was to be used and what wasn't. And so the only difference between a good brick and a bad brick was a person's opinion who was evaluating it. You look for certain details and characteristics that make each individual stone worth building with or or whether they're simply just made to, to discard and to throw away. The evaluation system in this story, in our evaluation system as Christians today, is everything. The way we evaluate ourselves is everything. And so today, if you apply the idea of a stone to your life, we can all agree that the world has its opinions on whether each one of us is worth building with or simply throwing away. We look at the, the standard of the world around us. And daily, we allow others to pick us up and flip us over and check the edges and look for cracks in us and decide with a one second decision what our worth is. Today, I, I need you to know that this is, this is not the, the way of God. He does not just flip you over front and back as you are today. And, and that's all there is to it and make a snap decision based off of, of what he sees right then and there. Jesus Christ did not come and die on the cross to give you a one second look over to decide your worth today. Today's world, if you want to be a supermodel, you can't look like you've ever even smelled the goodness of a pepperoni pizza. (laughs) To be a public figure of prestige, all you have to do is peacock around everywhere in your fancy clothes and scream world peace for every interview you get the opportunity to make. To be in style, you better be prepared to show more skin than you knew you had, to be honest with you. This is the world we're living in today. So forgive me if I refuse to allow myself to be subjected to a system of evaluation in which there is no spiritual backing, there's no spiritual power, there's no anointing of God, and people are simply poking and prodding at me to make me into what they want me to be. Praise God. The world looks at us, and because we are not the stone they want us to be, we are discarded, and we are thrown into a pile, and we are isolated. Because of this, we have all-time highs in depression and eating disorders and suicide rates. And even as Christians, we fail to get past the rules and the opinions of the world we live in. But I've come to tell somebody today that our evaluation system for so long has been wrong. And the evaluation system that you're using for your own body and for your own heart today is wrong. We have set our worth on what the enemy of our heart has tried to sell us. I don't care what your past looks like today. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how well you sing. I don't care if you look like you belong on the cover of Reflection magazine. I don't care. God has a plan for you. And God has a worth for you. And the Lord is a judge of that worth. And we need to subject to him and no one else. And do away with this evaluation system that the world is trying to put us under. As a child of God today, you need to understand the only thing that you are unfit for is failure. God has called us higher, and God has called us deeper, and God is still calling us higher, and God is still calling us deeper. And we are unfit to fail today, not because the world says we're unfit, but because Jesus says we're unfit to be a part of it. Amen. He knows the hairs on her head, as it says in Matthew 10.30, or the lack thereof in some of our cases. Easy, I know. Hey, I'm, I'm up here too. What I have is going gray, and I'm losing the rest. So, He also says He has a plan for us in Jeremiah 29 and 11. So if we will just allow the King of kings, the Lord of lords, to just pick us up out of the pile of disbelief, how the pile of pain and out the pile of hurts and fear and faithlessness that we have allowed this world to put us in, you will see that the Lord is making you the cornerstone. What this world says is unfit to be used to build with, God is going to take and make the cornerstone. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Mm-hmm. The cornerstone, cornerstone, if you don't know uh, anything about building, the corner is a very pivotal point in any building project. The corners do not match up if they're not flush, if they're not even as a soil or whatever the foundation settles, it will crack, it will break, it'll it'll harm the, the outcome of the building. And so the cornerstone as they built with back then, everything would have been typically masonry, uh, clay, brick, things of of that nature. Cornerstone had to be as perfect as possible, had to be strong, had to be beautiful, had to be a good shape, had to be presentable. That is what God is making you today. He's going to pull us out of the, the pile of misfit bricks and he's going to make us something powerful and beautiful and strong and favored. Amen. First Peter chapter two, verses one through three tells us that now, because we've experienced God even if that's today for the very first time, because we've experienced God. We must leave behind sin and pursue our life with him. When this world calls you unfit, you need to have the attitude that that is okay and that is good to be unfit in this world. God doesn't want you to be like everyone else. And Romans 12 uh, makes mention of that and makes it clear for us that we are not to be like everyone else. Peter is saying that you are being called away from that sort of environment and this text. We are being called away from this world and closer to Jesus. Church, you need to know today that we are being pulled away from who we used to be and that God has more in store for you than being cast off into just a pile of rubble and misfit and dirtiness and unuse. And if you will submit to him and buy into his evaluation system, he will make you the cornerstone. He will make you the beautiful thing that we want to be so desperately. Do we want to grow? Do we want to grow? Do we want people getting the Holy Ghost? Do we want God's favor in everything we do? Then we've got to do away with the things behind us. We've got to do away with the sin. And if we do so, God will make us the cornerstone. I know some of us in here that are struggling today are saying easier said than done. But can I remind you that his word says it? His word declares it. And also that he did it. Jesus did it. Verse 4 says, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Jesus himself was rejected by this world. Remember that when you go home today and you feel like you don't matter and you're struggling with your faith, remember that Jesus was rejected as well. Jesus was rejected by this world, and Jesus is still rejected by this world. He was a stone that the builders rejected, it says. And although that seems rough and uncanny to think of Jesus being rejected, to be honest with you, I don't have time to dwell on the fact that Jesus was rejected. Because in that rejection, Jesus rose again and says, I am unfit, all right, but I am unfit to fail. And here I stand today with new mercy for you, and new grace for you, and new favor for you. And if you will buy into me, I will give you new life today. I don't have time to to dwell on the failure that this world likes to pin on Jesus Christ. My God is unfit to fail today. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And today we sit in the comfort and the presence he died to give us. He may be rejected by this world, but he won when he rolled that stone away. Rejection does not mean defeat. Rejection means a new path. We sing the song that our God is greater and our God is stronger and our God is higher than any other. And, And I love this song. I think it's a beautiful song. But I wish right now that someone would truly believe it. I wish someone would believe that our God is greater and that our God is stronger and our God is greater than any other. And what He sets aside... What God decides to use, when He makes us the cornerstone, this world isn't prepared to handle it. And although they call us unfit, God says you're unfit to fail. I wish someone would believe it today. He is greater and He is stronger, higher, and even in all His glory that this world rejected Him. But in verse 7 it says, Therefore to you who believe, He is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. He won. (laughs) That's what that verse says. It says, hey world, guess what? Jesus still won. He killed him, but he won. He won and he is in control today. He has all power. He has all dominion over everything going on in our life and in this church. And he is worthy of all the glory. And he has proven himself to be our king of kings. And he is greater and higher than any other. His death was beautiful and meaningful. But his resurrection was just as important today. I feel like we we dwell a lot on the death of Jesus Christ. Beautiful sacrifice. The death of Jesus Christ was a beautiful sacrifice. I I mean no disrespect by uh, moving on from that today. It was a beautiful sacrifice. Um. But Brother Jones, you could die. And you could say you died for a cause. But you're probably not coming back. Right? And so the power and and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the love was in the death, but the power was in the resurrection. And so when we talk about the, the resurrection today, you need to understand that when he rose again, when he was resurrected, he brought victory and he brought new life with him. He didn't just rise from the dead to just say, I did it. He did it with purpose, and that was to defeat your sin, give you victory in a new life. I look around today, and I see what this world says to us. I see the the system that that we are forced to live with. Uh, A long time ago, I got on YouTube, and that was back in the day when they had like top results. And I got on there, and I was amazed to see that some of the most famous videos on YouTube were of young children who their parents had taught them to say inappropriate words. Isn't that crazy? But that's our world today. That was one of the most popular things to watch, was watching young children say things that you and I shouldn't say, let alone young children. Uh, and I, I've seen young people that are more comfortable showing this world their bodies and in modest clothing, but they can't fathom dancing in an altar because that would be embarrassing. This is the world we're in today. We get on Facebook and we air out our dirty laundry to the whole, whole world. But we are too afraid of what people may think of us if we come to an altar and bury our face in it until we can get up victorious in Jesus' name. This is the world we're in today. Our evaluation system is so wrong. It's so off base. It's so unbiblical. These things are normal. And as Christians and as the children of God, they should alarm us. They should scare us and they should drive us in the other direction. I want you to look at the picture as the backdrop today. Picture of an old building, old castle. At one point, this building would have been prestigious. It would have been beautiful. Someone very wealthy, very famous, would have had to, to own this building. It was not just your average building. Very beautiful, very appealing to look at. It was prominent. But now if you look at that picture, it's overgrown with moss and weeds and you can even see the little bits and and, and parts of graffiti everywhere. Now it's rubble. It's worthless. With the exception of a good story of what it once was, it means absolutely nothing to anyone outside of just looking at it and, and seeing it for what it is today. If you'll listen to me today, we need to get away from decisions that have us putting our stock into a culture that will not always be. Just like this building we're looking at today, it was beautiful once and it was powerful once, but today it's long gone. And if we continue to allow ourselves to be uh, subjected to sin in a system that promotes sinful actions and behaviors, soon we will find out that it's gone. It's destroyed. And so today we need to uh, subject ourselves to what God has in store for us. We need to get away from those things. We need to guard our heart and our mind and follow the will of God even when it's unpopular. I'm not, uh, young people, I'm not so old that I don't remember what it's like to have to wear certain name brands. And, you know, it was, there was popular and there was unpopular, and there was clicks, and there was all these different things. I, I still remember those days. Uh, to this day, I like to have nice things. Anybody else like to have nice things? There's nothing wrong with wanting nice things. Uh, but I, I remember what it's like to be completely subjected to what everybody else wanted from me. Notice I said from me, not for me. If you allow it, you'll be uh, so caught up in, in just doing what this world wants that you will fail to realize what God wants and the trade that you are making with your heart. We need to follow him. God is building something so much bigger and so much greater, and you have the opportunity today to be a part of it if you will simply follow him. If you will simply follow him today. Today, uh, we know that the following Jesus is unpopular today. We, we live in Sparta, most of us, 5,100 people in Sparta, and there's 110 of us here. I'm thankful for all 110, praise God. But it's safe to say it's unpopular, because if it was popular, there'd be a whole lot more of us here. So it is unpopular, and we we had this uh, recognition today, but when we change who we are and we uh, people uh, want for us is, is thrown away and, and they put us into a discard pile because of the changes we've made to live for Jesus Christ. You need to understand that although that's hurtful and painful, that is where the master finds you. He takes you out of the rejection. He takes you out of the pain. He takes you out of the misfit pile and he makes you the cornerstone. Let me remind you that Jesus himself today was thrown away. This world said they didn't want him. And I'm so glad that he agreed that he was unfit to be in their world. They said he was unfit, but when he rose, he showed them that he was nothing more than unfit to fail. And just like Jesus rose above the grave of sin for you, you have to rise above the sin in your life today to live for him. Amen. Do you want to be something beautiful for God? Do we want this church to be something? Do you want 500 people in Landmark? Do you want 1,000 people in Landmark? then we've got to do away with some past hurts. We're going to have to deal with being rejected a little bit because rejection is where we find the favor of God. He has given us power and favor. And when the world says you're unfit, you need to remind all of hell that you are nothing more than unfit to fail. Today, you have the same power that, uh, that, that Jesus used to resurrect himself. This world wants to beat up every decision you make and ridicule ridicule us for living a Christian lifestyle. And when you stand against them, they will make you feel unfit. But just remember who is in control and that he takes the broken things and makes them beautiful and makes them important. And that's exactly what his plan is for you today. Amen. If you look at verse five, it says you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual House a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable uh, to God through Jesus Christ. So, with your newfound fortune today, with the favor that we have felt today from God, um, God is taking us and making us a stronger church. Somebody needs to understand today that while you're worshiping alone, you're making a bigger impact than you think you are. This church needs to understand that when it seems like we're the only ones around that are worshiping, and we're the only ones around who are building, and we're the only ones around driving a church van, and we're the only ones around teaching a a class or driving a, a van to a youth rally, whatever the case may be, that it matters. And you are building the kingdom of God. And even though we don't understand it, all those things make us the cornerstone that Jesus has designed us to be. He is taking the stones that this world couldn't find value in using. And making them into a church that will bring him glory, amen, and everything we do, I want to bring him glory I've had several jobs growing up i've I've played sports all the way through through high school um I went to college, I did all these things, and some of which I was good at some of these things i was i was uh I was truly good at. I don't say that um pompously, I just you know, I, that specific skill set was, was right for me. And yet, they didn't stick. They didn't, they didn't fit with, with what God had in, in store for me. And so, uh, even though I, I went to school for one degree, I'm in a completely different field. And although, um, you know, I knew I'd be used from God, I never had the idea that I would be in, in Landmark Apostolic Church today in Sparta, Illinois. I never had any idea, um, that's what God had for me. But God takes all the things, the good and the bad, the things that we don't recognize, all the experiences that you've been through, even the ones that you're dealing with right now in this very moment. He takes them and he molds you into something that he can use. And so although it's painful, and I know some of us are dealing with hurt right now, And I know some of us are are dealing with ourselves right now in a serious way with self-harm. And I know that, that some of us have family members that are not living for God and it's hard. And I know that we're dealing with sickness and all these different things. Listen to me today that God has put some of these things around us not to harm you, but because that's what he needed to do in order to make you the cornerstone that he needs to build his kingdom upon. Amen. If you look around today, we've lost young ones in our church. We've watched others moved away. We've watched people uh, switch jobs. We've, we've, we've had all these different experiences. We've had sicknesses in our body. All these different things that we deal with on an individual basis. They mold us together. And they make us exactly who we are and who we need to be in the kingdom of God. And before I move any further, I need to say that God has done it Intentionally. I'm not saying that God has hurt you intentionally. I'm saying that all things have worked together for the good of those who serve Him. And so today, if you will just take, uh, uh, apply your faith, and if you will just take um, some some pride in the fact that Jesus has put you where you are on purpose. Before we move any further, know that God has a plan. Some of us are here today, and we feel as if uh, we've come feeling broken and rejected. And as if we have no value, there's no worth left in us. We're just washed up and sitting in a pile of brokenness. But today I tell you that you are here because God is gathering the stones to build a kingdom that this world has never imagined before. Oh, praise God. God is building a kingdom that this world has never imagined before. Lord, let it be so here right now. You are here today because God put you here. The things that you've gone through, God has put you here. He has removed you from the, from the past. He has removed you from your hurt. And if today he today, if you allow Him, He will remove you from any situation that you are, are suffering with, whether that's fear, whether that's pain in your body, whether it's financial struggles, whatever it is, I'm telling you, God is in this place. And you, if you will subject to Him, if you will submit to Him right now, today, and then God can work it out for you on your behalf. But God has put us here. He's removed you from the past. He's building your future. And it is a glorious one. When God puts us all together, this church is on the move. You know, for, for years, we've we've talked about a building. We've talked about revival. And and I'm not discrediting it. Those, those have all built up to here. And, and I'm so thankful for the move of God. Um. But if I could stake everything I own, if I could stake my entire life on one phrase, is that God is building a kingdom that this world could never imagine, and that is coming here. I'm telling you right now, church, you need to prepare yourselves for what God is about to do. God has brought the broken stones together, and God has done so intentionally, not to show us what brokenness we have, but to show the glory of God and to make a way for those who are out there and are broken to come and feel welcome and to feel impacted. He is building our future right now. And when God puts us all together, there's churches on the move. We are going to grow. We are going to build. We are going to see new souls saved. We are going to have uh, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we've never imagined before. We are going to have people baptized in Jesus' name. We are going to send people into new mission fields from this church. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. He is working right now as we speak. We are moving into the will of God and the plan of God and fulfilling things that God has in store for us. And we, He needed us here to do them. I, I love the, the excitement, the buzz that I feel in our church right now. Uh, with some of the, the new things going on, we had, did I hear 21 ladies go to the ladies' function yesterday? Okay, eight, 18 women, some, some babies coming along too. We had 21 people show up for a ladies' outing. That's incredible. We should be proud of that. We should be happy about that, that the women in this church want a fellowship in a godly way. I love the, the, the program that Brother Hogan is working on for, for the men. And I, I know uh, before long we'll be beginning a, a, a building project, which will be exciting and get most of us involved in some way or another. All these things... Uh, that have happened and are happening, they're not by just happenstance. They're according to His will and His plan for this church. And some things, I, I fully believe in this, and this is a conversation that, that me and Brother Jones have often, not just in church, but just, just in life. Um, if, if we want to be a big church, we've got to do big church things, right? If we want to be a, a big church, if you want 500 people, then we've got to find a place to put 500 people. We've got to have programs and classrooms that are big enough to support them. We've got to do all these things now in anticipation and looking forward to the future, right? And so even though we may not see it now, that is what God is doing. He is gathering us together for those purposes. God has a plan. God is is taking the brokenness from us and replacing it with future, with purpose, with love and mercy that we've never experienced before verse 9 it says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light today we are chosen for you the person who is dealing with your self-worth right now you are chosen by god you are chosen and it says that we are royal we are of the highest honor. And equally so, we are appointed by God. Today, this church is appointed. In Esther chapter 4, Mordecai replies to Esther, Perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. The enemies of, of the Jews were sending out a decree through the king to, to have the Jews basically killed and, and exiled and, and dealt with. And Esther is in a place of power. And she has found favor in the eyes of the king. And really, there's no rhyme or reason to it other than just the king has found favor in her. And she has left Mordecai to go live with the king. And Mordecai is replying to a letter from Esther. And he says, perhaps, Esther, perhaps you were made for just this time. You were made for right now. You were made for right here today you are made for right now and you are made for right here and you may have spent an entire lifetime struggling with what God has in store for you but I'm here to tell somebody that he's got a plan and this kingdom, his kingdom and this church is moving forward and I'm asking you right now to buy into that vision I don't mean to sound harsh this morning but with or without you it's moving forward And so today you need to grab hold of the favor of God. You need to grab hold of the love of God that is in this place. You need to claim it for yourself and experience what God has in store. You are chosen. You are royal. And even though this world couldn't see it, God does. And He loves you. Such a time as this. If I can make this this plea with you today, It's number one that you would show faith in the fact that God is showing us favor and has a place for you here would you do that would you show your faith to God today that you believe what he is saying is true and impactful even if the world has has says no God said yes I feel like if we went around the room today we could spend the rest of the day speaking of the the miracles of God I know if my, my mom and dad were here today, they would tell you of, of, of me and my twin brother who were, weren't truly not supposed to be here. We were on breathalyzer or not breathalyzers or what air machines, O2 for the first weeks we were alive and they sat there and they watched as in our own home, they unplugged us from those monitors and all those machines and watched us try to breathe for the very first time by ourselves. I can tell you right now that the breath that came out of me was not my own, but it was the breath of God that He put in me. And although this this entire life has not been perfect, I stand before you today and I can say that perhaps it was for this time. There's been a lot of hard times and there's been a, a lot of tragedy and there's been a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of times of begging God for answers that I wasn't ready to receive. But everything has led to this time. The second plea that I ask of you today, number one is to have faith in what God is doing and has said today. The second one is to prepare yourself for victory. Prepare yourself for victory. With bricks as the owner of, of Material, as we were talking about in my story earlier, you have to make sure that the person choosing what is used and what isn't is in tune with what you want and need for your build to be successful. God is the author of all, He's the puppet master, He pulls all the strings. And today, He is here to tell somebody that you are not rejected. And you are not unfit and you are not inadequate you're not insignificant you're not invisible you are precious and you are loved by god and you are unfit to fail in the kingdom of god and the belonging that you've spent your entire life looking for the heartache that you've suffered it can be fulfilled in the kingdom of god and so today i urge you to prepare for victory I urge you to prepare. Start finding a ministry to get involved in. Start bringing your neighborhood kids to church. Start ministering one last time to that person at work that didn't seem interested in the Holy Ghost. You all these things knowing that the fulfillment of God's will is what brings anointing and what brings purpose to our life. Stand with me today if you would. 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter is writing to people scattered abroad and he is telling them in verses 1 through 3 that in order to come to right standing with God, they must rid themselves of things not fit for the kingdom of God. And today I tell you the same thing. This church is on the move and revival is coming soon. Very, very soon. In a way that you can't even Imagine. But in order for us to be fully prepared to receive that, just as Peter was instructing these churches, we've got to rid ourselves of everything that stands in the way of that progress. And so right now, all across this room, I don't want you to hesitate. I don't want you to think one second about it. If you are dealing with fear, if you are dealing with sickness, if you are dealing with doubt in Jesus Christ or in His power to save you in any way, I want you to make your way to this altar right now. Don't hesitate. Come now. God's moving now. If you are in need of something from God, you need to find yourself in this altar at this very moment. To prepare ourselves for victory, we must first align ourselves with the victor, who is Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's about to move in a mighty way right now. Don't you miss your opportunity to be a part of something glorious for the kingdom of God. God is waiting on each and every one of us today. None of us are perfect. We've been rejected at times. We've been broken and thrown in a pile, but God is about to pull this church out and use us like never before. And we need to align ourselves right now with the power of God and with the spirit of God that is moving through this place. All across this place, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your voice. Call out to God right now. Make yourself available right now. Prepare for Him right now. There's victory moving right now. Lord, I speak against fear in this place. Lord, we know that fear is not of you, God. Lord, I speak faith and peace into the hearts and the minds of every person in this place. Lord, right now, God, we remove every doubt that's in our hearts. Lord, this church is moving. This church is growing. And we're going to move with. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless!